Look at this uppity bitch. I need somewhere to live. <laughs> wow, you've changed. Give me a break. <laughs> I miss the old you. We used to live outside. <laughs> Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 201 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and I know what you're thinking. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's the clinical depression. But on this episode, we're going to find out just why your dad calls us Sapnin. I didn't get any of those references whatsoever. But (laughs) yes, this week's guests are the fantastic, the wonderful, the fucking hilarious, the crude, the bombastic Trixie Mattel and Katya. Drag race royalty, New York Times best-selling authors, international music superstars, best friends, and the queens of sass. Trixie and Katya are two of the biggest pop culture icons on the planet today. Since originally rising to fame on RuPaul Season 7, the dynamic duo have had a chokehold on the entertainment industry, making you laugh on the internet with uh, selling out arenas everywhere with outrageous stage shows and crossing over with a huge fan base in alternative and emo music. Trixie and Catcher Live debuts in the UK for the first time ever this November and December, starting with a record-breaking performance at Wembley Arena in London on November 5th. It's going to be a scandalous, absurd, and comedic musical drag show spectacular. And we were invited to talk to both of them at a press date, getting insight on what to expect and their impact on society. How could we ever turn that down? It's only our ever second drag race podcast, Sean. And diving into this world has been quite refreshing. It's opened our eyes to a lot of stuff. But it's nice to see how there's a lot of similarities within drag and the music industry. This was one of my favorite chats that uh, we did for quite some time. It was hilarious from start to finish. We got to talk to the only two people in LA who don't own cars. And yeah, it's mad how 
both worlds are similar in ways. And um, yeah, we, I, I absolutely love this. And I hope that we get invited to the show in November because uh, I would like to be there because it's going to be fucking brilliant. And I promise you, you are not ready for the content you are about to hear <laughs> from Trixie Mattel and Katia. We might have seen Katia's ripped trousers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a bit off the walls. This one is a bit uh, chaotic as possible, but makes it all the better for it. And within this podcast, we talk about everything from really risking their lives every night on a tour bus to unexpected fan gifts, dealing with the airport security, wardrobe malfunctions, their new book, The Guide to Professional Womanhood, and advice if you hate your job. And we even have a look at their music careers with some of their favorite artists and guilty pleasures and a collaboration with Good Die Young with Hayley Williams of Paramore. So it's all going on within this episode. Get ready to chuckle quite a bit. And just a quick reminder, if you enjoy what we do, if you enjoy having a laugh through Sapling Podcast, please remember to support us via our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Sapling. Honestly, it's the best way to help this podcast continue each and every week now that we're into our 200th era, which is nuts to say the least. But without any further ado, this is Trixie Mattel and Katya somehow <laughs> on episode 201 of Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! This is fucking chaos. Sapnin! Sapnin! Sapnin love! Sapnin vibes! Sapnin <laughs> crazy, good for nothing, low life, skiving drunk! <laughs> well, that might be the wildest start we've had yet. Um, yes, our guests at the moment are the fantastic Sixy Mattel and Katia. How are you guys? Fucking brilliant, mate. <laughs> you know, I'm in London. I'm just trying to avoid a sunburn. All these direct rays. Are you kidding no. me? Are we? Is this is this London? Or are we in the uh, the Caribbean? Are we on a Caribbean cruise? It's really awful here. Yeah, it's so cloudy. I actually think I had some melanoma go away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my tan was leached out of my body and into the atmosphere. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm very very sorry for for the UK weather. Yeah, horrible weather, lovely people. <laughs> it seems like you've had a busy day today, a lot of press, a lot of uh, exciting things to talk about and announce. How's the day gone so far? What's, been, what's annoyed you so far? I'm sure talking to so much media has got you, got you riled up about something. Easy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, no. And um, I had a show last night. And I had to get up at 3.30 to go to the airport to get here from Paris to get in drag. And when she went to put on her panties this morning, they were soaking wet. They were wet last night on stage. The wig was wet. My panties are wet. The tights are wet. And they're still wet. <laughs> I think in alcohol, they at least get fresh tube socks. <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, like, I'm not saying we're World War II veterans, but that is kind of the vibe, the glory, the, the sacrifice, the work. The, it'd be one thing if we were being treated like pieces of meat, but we're being treated like pieces of meat who don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just untrue. Anybody who tours with me knows that I sleep about 12 hours a night on tour. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. You were making the sacrifice, so th- thank you for talking to us on such little sleep. We do, we do really appreciate that. It's about performing or money or fans. It's about sleep. I sleep on tour like you've never seen. Me 12 too. hours a night. 12 hours, yeah. 12 hours a night. Do you just tour um, then like hotels and stuff? Do you ever have like a tour bus? No, we have a bus. Buses. Buses. We live in a car. We kind of, it's kind of like dueling banjos. We have separate tour buses and it's kind of like the cool bus and like the total loser bus. I mean, I'll let you decide who's who. Well, so, so we have, um, I don't know if you're familiar with statistics and mortality rates and everything, but um, a lot of people have a really unreasonable fear of flying. But look at the statistics, you'll know that planes crash very seldomly, very, very, very infrequently. Cars, however, automobiles on the road crash all the time. Yeah. And people die all the time, every day from automobile accidents. We are sleeping. We're not seatbelted into a bed. No, we're no, in no. A bed. We're in a bed. The chances of us dying in the middle of the night are so high. Yeah. It's real thrill. They say that performers get the adrenaline rush from the love of the crowd. No. It's actually from the almost 50-50% chance of dying every night after the show. Every night. Asleep. A play, I'll be playing turbulence, I feel nothing. No. On the freeway and a bus, merging onto a four-lane highway at four in the morning with, um, with uh, drivers, you know, 18-wheelers, uh, cargo, um, loading cargo at four in the morning, and they haven't had their little Adderall pill yet. Right. So they're just falling asleep at the wheel. I mean, that's the real thrill of performing. <laughs> and it's us. So you have these single men driving to work, and they see our tour buses, yeah. and they whip out these huge, uncut <laughs> dogs, and they press them up against the window. And so that can't be safe. So should be offering a vehicle. Yeah. And then I realized that the glass isn't tinted. So I've got my tits out and they're squashed against the glass. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing lurid gestures with my tongue. And yeah. before you know it, there's just... And then, and, and then the driver's jerking off. So in order to merge us to traffic, I grab the foreskin and I start pulling us. <laughs> and I'm kind of doing this avada kedavra like hand dance. Kind of all. It's kind of telekinesis what I do. <laughs> we, but we love, I love sleeping on the bus. You know what I love about the bus? You, get, you do your little show, you get in bed, you look at memes, and uh-huh. you, you do your little thing. You wake up, I open the little window. I don't even know where I am until I open the window. Yeah. The other day in Paris, I opened and I saw French shit and I said, right, we're in France. Okay, cool. Yeah. I don't know where we are. Yeah. Although, you know what? I woke up, um, so my, I keep it like really, it's, it's like a crypt. It's, there's no light that gets into the bedroom. And I like uh, waddled out of um, the, the bedroom at like noon. I realized that these fuckers had gone on roller coasters because we were at was it? Universal, Orlando. Universal Studios Orlando and had left my fucking great 40 year old ass behind to sleep in the bed while they jumped up and down on those fucking roller coasters. Yeah, but, but guess who had to wake up and buy her assistant 
a park pass with an express pass. So I'm all providing for her daughter. <laughs> well, she shit. And my daughter had got received that free ticket and didn't. I didn't even wait. Didn't even bother to go wake my fucking grandpa ass up. I she's dead. <laughs> um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Speaking of touring buses. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night because it's gone silent and you think you're falling off a cliff in the bus? Because that used to happen to me all the time. What? No. <laughs> You'll park the bus and then when they turn off the bus, oh, it's the, you're fake like, out. You wake no. the, the, the sudden silence and no rumbling, you wake up naturally. Yeah. It's weird to wake up to less noise, but it Some, does happen. Sometimes I, and this has happened to me on airplanes where like, I'll, I'll feel the, bu- the bus like turn off and, and I feel like it's settled. It's black. So I have no idea what time it is. And my phone is somewhere. I'll, I'll, I'll be like, oh, we're here. I'll get out of my uh, bedroom and realize we haven't even left the current no. city yet. All because the merch guy is taking a number two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you, no, and um, this is thing that only people on the bus will know. No. I'm asking for a friend. Is diarrhea fine? <laughs> I've asked the same question. I asked the same question. Yeah, what do you what do you do if you have? Well, there's like, no paper. There is no pa- no bullets. That better be fucked. You better be pissing through your asshole. Put it through a magic bullet. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a problem solver. Okay, but problem is these buses are dangerous. They're like, so dangerous. They it's so dangerous. I think the luggage is safer than us. Yes. Well, that's the thing. You you need you need to tell more people the awareness of how dangerous a tour bus is. You're putting your lives at risk every night going to perform for these people. The only way flying is dangerous is when you get rich enough to fly private. The stones are on borrowed time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're going like rolling the dice. Do you get on a fucking Boeing seven hundred seven or whatever? Quit being fierce and bougie. Get on the Airbus, bitch. Go, don't take yeah. your chopper. You're yeah. tempting fate. I, I say this all the time. I don't have a car. I'm like, we're actually the only two people who don't own cars in Los Angeles. Literally. I am sick and tired of, of being treated like I'm superstitious. I'm not superstitious. Driving is a horrible, dangerous activity. Yeah. That is equally as dangerous as it is boring. And I, I don't want to do it. And people look at me like, I'm like old Sicilian grandmother who won't cross the sewer. Like, you know what I mean? I just, that's not what Because you're in you have fabric over your head and you're stopping grapes barefoot. And they're like, what is that woman doing? You're like, liberty, black lace draped over my crepey skin. Yeah. You know what though? Because my rise to fame and fortune, I keep myself grounded by not having a car because to me, buying a car still feels rich. Do I want multiple? Well, it's also, yes. yes but but a car it, is rich. But a car is a depreciating asset. That thing loses value the moment the you drive moment, it off the lot. The it's literally just a fucking sinkhole where your just cash just goes. Yeah. I'm I'm Amish. I'm because I I'm like wherever I was going, I was running. <laughs> I just I need to go somewhere. The YouTube, the person who edits my YouTube videos, I'll put hard drives in my fucking shorts and run five miles to his house. Here you go. Yeah. Like, do you remember in Hercules, that character who's like just the delivering mail the whole movie? That's me. Do you have to buy waterproof hard drives to um, run them over to your YouTube editor? Yeah, between my YouTube channels and stuff, I have about 20 hard drives going right now. They're labeled Trixie 1 through 20, and they're always being passed around like party boxes. switch to VHS. 
VHS? Mini DV gone from a Super 8. Get back into it. I gotta get into Super 8. Oh, I bought a motel. I guess that's a good <laughs> Yeah. Listen, if buying a motel makes me a hospitality mogul, I mean, is everybody who owns motels rich? Paris Hilton? Maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> Bob Sheridan. Yeah. If purchasing a dying business and refurbishing it in an exciting and vibrant community makes you a criminal, mm-hmm. lock me up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, speaking of all the, the tour bus nightmares, you're going to have plenty of opportunities to see the uh, outer experiences of Europe in November and December because you've just announced this massive European headline tour the first time you guys are touring together across europe i'm sure that you're just excited for all the madness that's going to come with that well the fancy i'm on a, i'm on a solo tour here right now i have one more day left and the fancy are definitely on another level um in the states you got given quite a few teeth this time but in the uk i don't know if they have them to give <laughs> they don't have a lot of spare teeth there's not a lot of spare teeth right. <laughs> <laughs> no they do they do but they're everywhere there's yeah, loads of yeah, they're just not, they're not portioned everywhere. correctly. Round tiles from a, from a Sicilian villa from the 1400s. What is oh, no, those are... Yeah, <laughs> what is this fish tank, Rob? Yeah. Um, but somebody gave me one of the best gifts I've ever gotten my whole life, career, whatever. It was um, uh, a taxidermied possum head that was fixed onto a butt plug. What, what random gift? Someone just gave you this randomly, or yeah? Well, I mean, I think I don't think it was random. I think it was planned. Yeah, intentional. Yeah, it was seemed very intentional. Uh, it was, but it was elephant situation. It was one of those mid-spring secret Santa. Very popular. Very popular. Literally took my breath away. I was so moved. It was, it's just like, it, it's really well done. Like, you know, like handicraft, like crafts can sometimes be like, oh, the thought was nice, but then it just falls apart. This thing is sturdy. And it was at the beginning of the one month on the bus, it survived. And um, it's in my studio right now. And it's really my pride and joy. It's really, really special. And it could go up my ass sometime soon. Well, I had a fan who just gave me, they came from the Czech Republic and they just said, uh, I didn't know what to get you, so I know you love money, and they just gave me a bunch of money, and it should have been one of those moments where I look inward and reflect. Is that what people think of me? But instead, I smiled. A oh. million watt smile, and I just looked at money. It's, it's so great. I mean, think about it. Like, you know, $10. I also live, I also live in suitcases, so fabulous gifts are one thing. But I'm yeah. on limited space. Yeah. And then it becomes a people's choice words of, do I want the bag of teeth behind door number one? Yeah. Do I want the USB mixtape of someone's music they made on GarageBand? Or do I cold hard? Or jars, you know, someone's blood or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm always in cash. Yeah. If you get given butt plugs, you don't have to put them in luggage. Yeah. Do I get you declare or declare thing in customs with my butt plug? We run into, I have one of those faces, guilty immigration face, where no matter what, I get pulled aside and they go through my bags. And I used to be like, what the fuck? But then I'm like, we do travel with cash and disguises. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> criminal. It's very suspicious. In movies, when someone's like sex drug trafficking, they have on like a wig and a fake accent. We literally have fake names. Yeah. Like we- Truly, this is like the idea or a plot for a film that you two should be in. Like, you should make a film about being spies that do drag 
go around the world. Can I, can I tell you? Can I share with you my? I'm some way too lazy to ever do it, so I'm just going to tell you. Um, I, I came up with the perfect idea for a drama. It's not a comedy; it's a drama. And so, in the, in the United States, there is um, it follows a, a guy who's like JFK Jr. and he's gorgeous, handsome, smart from a well-bred, very Camelot-like family, a, a dynasty. Who would play her? Literally, um, uh, it would be um, John Krasinski. John, no, handsomer, more handsome. Um, Timothy Oliphant. N- more handsome. Um, Henry Cavill. Oh, perfect. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill with an American accent. And he's the perfect man, going to be president, becomes president, but he has this secret, a very dark secret. And people discover that he has built and engineered a whole line of child dolls that he, he knows he's a pedophile, but he doesn't want to act on it. So in order to, it's like when I eat a vegan sausage. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you for that. Yeah. But so then he kills himself. Oh, and the country is ruined because he was the one who could really bring the country together. He was like, he was a complete, like everybody, everybody was behind him left and right, whatever. He was the perfect man, the perfect leader who had figured out had a fatal flaw and figure out a way to fix it, but then it's better than the last. Well, I don't want to uh, tread over old trails here, but we have had trouble at immigration, and we would not like to relive those 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 issues. Girl, UK, I walk right up to the window. The way we we have learned to be so honest at immigration, honest. we yeah. used to be like, "I'm a comedian," yeah, or no. "I'm a whatever." Yeah, we go right up there. I put a pair of wet panties <laughs> on the table. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a drag queen. I'm making ten thousand dollars, and I have herpes. Like that's what I mean. <laughs> get the HIV test. Get the sick. Yeah. Let's yeah. just go. Yeah. I haven't talked to my dad in three years. I'm very happy to be here. Like that's here's the prescriptions I prescribed. Here's the ones I'm not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. When we go on tour all across the EU and the UK, yeah. we're trying to get in here, do the best show possible, yeah. and, and, and not get arrested. Amicable relationships <laughs> with the people at immigration. Diplomacy. Yes. And I can't even complain because in America, girl, if you're not blonde, white, and obviously rich, they're like, and what the fuck do you want here? Yes. <laughs> so yeah. I can't complain about any, anybody's immigration. Yeah. Although Canada's the wildest. Mama, they are ordinary. Like, you're Canada, not, I don't you care are if you're not a grandma here. holding kittens, two fingers. And, uh, yeah. You're getting two <laughs> they fingers. They're going to keep you for 12 hours. It's like, girl, Canada is not that beautiful. It's not that, mama. It's not that beautiful. Your weather's not that cute. All you have is Celine, Avril, and Degrassi. Relax. <laughs> How difficult has it been over the years of actually trying to explain to people what you do and getting through things like customs or trying to explain about all the luggage you need? Well, I just, I honestly have boiled it down to a, like a, a cute, simple phrase. I say, I dress like a woman and I act a fool. Yeah. That's literally it. I say, I, I mean, I don't inflate the truth, but I just tell them I'm a largely famous drag queen performing at this exact venue. This is my website. You can check it out if you want. I just yeah. say that. Let me do a 20 questions that makes you feel so bad because they have no idea who you are. Yeah. Like, you know, you what? You ever do that RuPaul? Like, it becomes that, you well, know? There was, I was at a wedding and there was a sitting across from these two gay guys from Spain and they were asking us what we did. And it got to me and I said, I'm a drag queen. And he's like, for a living? And I was like, yeah. 
For your living, your mom's living, your whole family's living. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Yeah, well, one of the things I wanted to ask is, what's the major differences between the UK audiences and the US audiences for you guys, apart from the horrible teeth and the um, sex, sex toys? The audiences here, I mean, my solo materials, sometimes up to the line, over the line, darker, they're down for anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're holding a ticket that says comedy. So as long as it's crafted like a joke, they will go to, um, you know, Diagon Alley. Like they will go dark. Yeah. Whereas in the States, it's, uh, it's a little more trepidatious. You have to, you know, open up the back of the white van and give the kids some candy. <laughs> you know, I don't have a license and I eat the candy, so it's tough. Yeah. Also, I think there's, um, uh, there's, a, there's a startling lack of air conditioning here. Um, so the, the audience, as well as the performer, myself, we, let's say just we, we, over the course of the evening, we, we become seasoned. There's a, um, a fragrance, a gristle. Uh, there's, uh, there's, um, so the meet and greet, especially if it's after the show, God help us and help everybody. They smell like who done it. The actual like it is balsamic reduction. Ooh, it smells like ooh, like the reverend, the reverend, or the like. Who's the one where Leonardo DiCaprio had to get inside the animal? He had to like cut open the bear. Was that Star Wars? Reverend, yeah, reverend. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it's gonna smell. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was worse when I did nightclubs and the meet was after the show. Yeah. It, it was just a line of people waiting for me to apologize about, about I look way worse than I did earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like it's 400 degrees in here. I smell like the cat's ass, but I'm happy to see you. But also coming out of COVID, everybody should take this with them. My new drag mantra is they get what they get. <laughs> <laughs> they get what they get. If it's hot here, you're going to get a melting drag queen, and that has nothing to do with me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, especially with the like the amount, the sheer number of drag racers and, and drag queens, like it's less about looking perfect and more about just looking like you. Yeah. So as long as I look like me, which thank God I set the standards for myself, like 
Very low. Yeah. In the States now, I think there's more drag queens than like high school teachers. <laughs> yes. This is more lucrative. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Do I want to like go to grad school or put on a wig? Yeah. That was literally the fork in the road for me. Spitballs. Yeah. Go to the club and spit on balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, but like you, you say, saying that, like obviously everyone's seeing a massive rise in the popularity of just drag in general of like the last decade, especially with RuPaul and Drag Race and everything that's come with that. How much have you seen like kind of the industry just change from when you guys first started to what it is now and being able to even like headline things like Wembley? I mean, it hasn't changed. It's just, it's become something materialized. Like it, there, this wasn't a thing before. So it was like a, this industry was created. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, it, it was just it, from some from nothing, something. Yeah, it was a flea market, and now it's a chain. Really, if you think, or it's a mall. mall. It's a mall. Like, but but there was no mall before. Like, there really wasn't a, this infrastructure for tra- for drag queens. It just wasn't even possible. Yeah, and I mean, it's still a competitive market. Not everyone's gotten to become New York Times bestselling authors or Billboard charting musicians or world touring uh, performing artists. Yeah, or international models with flawless outfits that have no hair <laughs> or anything. Yeah. I mean, so it's not exactly a springboard. It's not a overnight meal like it was because now it's a much more competitive market because there's a million drag queens. And also people look at us and think, oh, it's so easy. Like I can, they don't, I think we make it look hard. <laughs> we make it look really hard. Like, damn, that's 15 years of drag experience, that potato. <laughs> that scalloped egg. That, that grizzled hat. Girl. That 400-year-old Halloween witch. That croque madame. <laughs> that Sarah Jessica Parker in 20 years from now. <laughs> but no, we make it look like I think we make it look easy. We do make it. Look we easy. have fun, and people think we're rich. I mean, I objectively, objectively, we are rich. But like, um, they are drag queens a lot. Are, we're Jeff Bezos. Yes, yes, yes. So drag queens make thirty. Yeah, but the Titanic only saw that little part it hit. There was a lot underneath the water. That's like, I remember, remember in the movie when she's like, of all those life books, 12 people made it. Like, were those 12 people? Yes. Were the 12 yeah. people who didn't go down on the ship? Yeah. Yeah. And we you spent know. a lot of years being the quartet playing as the ship went down. Yes. So, or being the iceberg, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, drag queen, we get to do things for the first time. We leave the door open for each other. I bet you these exact venues next year, you'll see another drag queen duo doing these exact venues. And I yeah. better get a little yeah, cut from that. A shout out in <laughs> program. Yeah. You mentioned um, things you've had to put up with in this line of work. And really, you're helping people with their line of work now with your, the release of your second book coming a little bit later in the year, Guide to Professional Womanhood. Um, what's just some of the outstanding tips that you would give to people if they're not happy with their job, if they're trying to get into a certain career path? The time is absolutely now. I mean, when I think of people who hate their job and continue to go to it and aren't happy with the job or the money, I'm like, Mary, what are you there for? Yeah. My, you know, my dad, my dad was a business, like he was a businessman. He was a salesman for a pharmaceutical company that sold like fucking test tubes and shit. And he hated it. And at 40, he completely, he went back to school. He changed careers completely and became a school teacher. And like, if that might, he had to work three fucking jobs. So like, it was a whole, whole thing, but it was like, it's never too late to make a change. Otherwise you're going to 
And even then, sometimes that's a change. Most jobs are significantly about like the people you work with. When I was a server, when I was front desk in a salon, when I was a delivery driver, I like most of the jobs because I like those I worked with. Yeah. That's unlike true. drag, where I like the job and I hate everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I can go to a drag show and I can hate the audience and the drag queen on stage. We're on a rock in outer space. We're on a floating rock in outer space. It's not that deep. I've, I've noticed a couple of things you've said about the book release as well, especially with people saying they don't really hope you're well in emails. And the amount of times I have to write that out to people on a daily basis is ridiculous. Do you really hope they're well? I don't think you well, do. What about this one? Hope the email finds you well. That email's not even finding her. Mary, I haven't looked at the email in three and a half years. Good luck. I got a house with yeah. something to barter with. Yeah. He's like, you don't have any raw chicken? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> everything's coded language you know? I mean, it's like circling back is like bitch we already talked about this yeah 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 and i know this the cosmetics company we have slack so i know about you know men and gay men and women passive aggressively messaging each other yeah i know about it because i live it yeah i just don't have the email if it's really i feel like if it's really important and it's pressing someone's going to come to my door i don't have a door <laughs> so well, that's why I'm happy she bought the house because now she needs money again. Yeah. <laughs> and I can get her out on the road, put yeah. her out on that stage here in yeah. Wembley in a few months and squeeze her dry like an old lemon tree. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> there's me to this, this earthly plane is like financial debt. Yeah. So otherwise I'm just tripping. I'm just in the cosmos. You know, I'm, I've got places to go. I've got lives to Live. But that's why I think our book is actually very rounded because you have somebody like her who's like, well, I have the money I have to live. Yeah. Why go to work? Yeah. And you have somebody like me where I'm like, close personal friendships for who? You know, yeah. so yeah. two sides of the coin. We're like best friends who were in high school and one went out, one went on. We're Grace and Frankie. Yes, we're totally Grace, Grace and Frankie. I'm, you know, I'm, re I'm arranging twigs by the roadside. I'm doing ducking poles in the dirt. She's literally... She's like, if you're, I can't sell it, get it out of here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's like any um, olive and vinegar, you know, they don't go together, but they taste delicious. Yeah. Like, they don't mix, but they taste delicious. Like RuPaul and Michelle, you have like a hugely famous drag queen full of talent and her friend. And then her friend who got her tips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. But like, do, do you think that's the side of drag people don't really see though, like the whole business side of it? Because you, know, you two, you know, massively successful. You do a lot, you take a lot of things onto your own stride. And I don't believe many people from the outside see how hard you work from a business point of view. Well, I don't work very hard. She does. I, I actually benefit from a lot of my, I benefit hugely from people who you don't see, like the people behind the camera who are like in charge of my bank account, the people who are have custody over me, you know, the people who are like, who filed the 5150. Right. You know, the, the <laughs> you know, the, my, my the guardians and my stewards. Yeah. The guardianship. Um, have a lot of to do with that. And I just, I kind of just, you know, I brush my hair or not. And I just get up and do my thing. Yes. And I always just work queer small businesses. And so I always feel like if I want something, I just, I'm like, we can get that. I know we can get that. And then I just figure out a way for us to have it. Yeah. I mean, her work ethic is very, very enviable and very, um, 
it's she's very methodical and she's very like she she identifies something she wants and then she goes a b c one two three and how do you get it and doesn't stop till she gets it it's really great and she doesn't kill anybody in the process so like um, i haven't seen any like Young children skin. Yeah, I haven't seen corpses lately. So I mean, mm. no. If you start seeing them, let me know because they're not supposed <laughs> to be on break. Yeah. It's all show business. Half of it is business, and people yeah. don't realize. I mean, people don't realize how much we get in drag for free all the time. You think we're being paid right now? True. True. But I mean, we do drag for free all the time. We develop things for free. She fucking makes her own outfits. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. We stay inspired by continuing to do things for not money. When it becomes all yeah. about money, it's not very fun. Well, yeah. And also this is, this is, it's, it's are the arts and entertainment are not accounting and bills payable. I mean, we're not like in shipping and receiving. Yeah. You know, this, like it's supposed to be fun and dazzling and cool and wonderful. If it's not, we're not curing cancer. Yeah. We're diagnosing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I did want to bring up is obviously, you know, myself and Sean work together. Sometimes we do have some workplace arguments. And I'd like to bring up one thing in particular, see if you could help us with it. I feel like you might Uh be a bit more on my side with this. But now and again on the podcast, I like to bring up my love for the film Mean Girls. And he hates it. So just help us with that. Can you just explain to him why he's wrong? Okay, nobody's wrong. For hating a movie, just as, just as nobody's wrong for loving a movie. But I think it's a generational thing it, with taste. I'm a Heather's kind of girl. And I've noticed that other people who are a bit younger are mean girls type of girls. I don't find mean girls to be all that funny, but I can appreciate people who do. But I like prefer Heather's because that's... I enjoyed that movie at the age that I think most people are enjoying or, or the other people are enjoying me. You're seven years younger than me. That's a oh, huge oh, difference. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you guys gay? No. No. Okay, see, that that adds something. I don't know many straight guys who love me, girls. But me. That's me. Obsessed with it. Obsessed with it. I also don't know many straight guys who love the B-52s love oh come on like ariana grande like there's just things that i think gay people more into i will say the mean girls is quite lit but then again i recently met someone who said that they didn't think the shining was that good which i think is impossible to believe so my favorite movie is clueless is it because i think it's fucking gone with the wind no i just love it again yeah and also uh, let's let's point out that 90 percent of the music that i listen to at full volume on headphones i would never play at a party well, this is what I wanted to get into. I wanted to know what what your music taste is like. What what are you what are you into? Is there any metal? Is there any alternative rock that uh, that you love that people don't know about? Fun fact: This person had a number one electronic album last year. I did, yeah. And um, I, but from my um, when I was growing up, like from age like 13 to 18 was when I was like heavily into like goth and industrial music, mostly industrial music. And I've, I've, I've continued to like that style of music for the average person, not easy to listen to times a little confrontational sonically, but um, uh, I've never been like a uh, kind of person musically, you know, I, I listened to mostly Russian pop from like, the late 2000s and it's so embarrassing but i love it and it, uh, like 
inner, I don't like any, I don't like English uh, songs in English, really. That's my, that's my big problem. I don't like English lyrics. Is there anyone you can name that you like that we could check out? Any of these Russian pop stars that we could check out? I'm a little too embarrassed. I mean, um, I would, okay, yeah, I will, I will recognize, I will um, recommend one album. It's by an artist called Glucosa. She's bad now. Don't, sh- um, but her album is called Moskva. It's called Moskva. It means Moscow. And it's so good. She has a robot voice. She started out as an avatar, just a cartoon. Nasal, very, not for everybody, a nasal, like, auto-tuned robot voice, but it's a bunch of surf guitar, um, retro. Um, It's so cool. It's really, really cool. But that album, she's, in her career, she's used, started to use her natural voice and has gone not... It's gone downhill musically, I, in my opinion. But that album is really, really great. It's really, really wonderful, objectively. What bands did you like that were industrial or the goth bands? My favorite was Frontline Assembly. And um, there's a German one called Das Ish that is like, really, I loved them so much. And like um, the Electric Hellfire Club, but some of their lyrics get a little dicey. Is Bjork kind of industrial? I would say Bjork is like... Just yeah, totally. But her, she goes so many. Genres. She does everything. She does everything. Yeah, I mean, I my favorite Bjork album is probably Vespertine. Bjork could do industrial, but, but industrial could never do Bjork. <laughs> <laughs> correct. Absolutely correct. She's one of the rare. I mean, she. Who else is like her? David Bowie. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Not even. Bjork has done everything and is so beyond earth. Yeah, it's almost like. Her fucking, I wish you had gone. Sorry, oh, sorry. I wish you had, I wish you had gone to her show. I saw her show in, in LA, and she told me to my face that we, she and I, got her through the pandemic. Text her. I will. I forgot the number. Text her. And she's her show. If you ever have a chance to see her show, you have to go. It's. I cried thirteen times. It's so amazing. Everything about it is good. Everything about it is good. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And Trixie, what about your kind of musical journey? Oh, I'm a little easier to please. I, I love like ABBA. I love uh, the Go-Go's. I love the B-52s. And then I love my folky shit. I love Amy Mann. I love Jason Isbell. I love James Taylor. Is Amy Mann? Yes, she had uh, number. She had the Grammy for folk album four years ago, and I, I, I almost cried on behalf of somebody else winning an award who I've never met. 
because I love that artist so much. Um, yeah, I just I like like female driven acoustic guitar shit. Do you like any male vocals? See, I don't. One thing is, I don't do male vocals. Unfortunately, mm. I do. I like male vocals. Yeah, I like your favorite Taylor, the Gordon Lightfoot. I mean, my favorite male vocalist. I like really turn up for. I guess I don't have a favorite, so it's not that deep. But Roy Orbison, I love it. You do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you can't really beat like an Elvis. Or D. Martin. When the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's some more. This is what it's like with Patsy and I on tour. It's, uh, <laughs> it's Gaga and uh, Tony Bennett. No. Oh, in the in the in the. Oh, book. Liza. Yeah, Liza. it's Gaga yeah. and Liza on stage when Gaga goes, "I've got you." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was like, "I got you." Well, nowhere. <laughs> and then she cuffed herself from Liza. <laughs> and she said, you jump, I jump. And then they did Titanic. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, music, obviously, Trixie, you've just done a collaboration with um, Good Die Young, which is run by Hayley Williams of Paramore as well. Did you get to like talk to her much during that kind of process with it? I mean, talk us through that. They're fans of Trixie and stuff, and they were like, you want to do a hair color? I said, yes, it's the exact shade of pink I want to do. And I'm bald. So for me to get excited about hair color, I was like, let's do hot pink. Because bitches come to our shows with hair dye. Hair dye. The meet and greet at our show, it's every every version of home home done blue hair color you can imagine. You got your swampy green. You got your faded poopy blue. You know, you've got every version. You've got the, I freshly did it today, and so my scalp skin is blue. You've got, <laughs> yeah. but I mean, Paramore icons, it doesn't really get much better than that. I did uh, dance to back up for a metal band where I, um, where I got uh, covered in blood. I think they were called, um, not, it was like a name like Cannibal Corpse, but it wasn't. Was it Combi Christ? No, it was like, it was something like, it was something really gross, like, I don't know, I want to say. Anyways. People are very bold with hair color. When I was in beauty school, I was afraid to color other people's hair. And these bitches color their own hair. These teenagers yeah. color their own hair, the back of their head. Yeah. And they just hope it turns out. When I was in beauty school, my head was like fucking shaking. Yolo. Like touching up people's roots. Like, <gasps> Yolo. The two of you have reached this kind of pop culture status now where you find influences and your fans in every walk of life now. Like, we just went to see My Chemical Romance play over here in the UK, and I was with one of my friends. She pulled out some of Trixie's makeup to put on in between the sets. So you've got the emos, you've got literally everyone. Is it weird to see like how far this has gone for you guys, or just like, and with that, like, what's some of the weirdest places you've seen that kind of crossover? Well, we've got a lot of emos. Nobody mm. helps us is happy. Okay, like we've got the emos. We've got emos. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Once we, once I, like, if, I mean, once we start seeing our merch at, like, the Minnesota State Fair, then we can maybe start talking. But, yeah, like, I don't know. Well, our stuff is in Target now, which is, like, a huge, I don't, do you know Target? Right? Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Store, like, Walmart or whatever. Target. I mean, it's huge. Um, my friend who, like, I haven't spoke to in a long, long time, who now works at Target was like, I just fucking folded your shirt and put you on display Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You're like, no, no, wait, but we're good. And you're like, get back to work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
but yeah, no, she, not, not in a bitter way, but it was like, like, holy shit. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. But I don't know. It's whatever. Six, seven. Uh, by the time the, the stuff that you think you would like freak out about by the time it happens, it's so it, many slow yeah. increments. They're like, cool. Yeah. But I just got my new vinyl, the first like pr- press promo copy to inspect. When you think about that, you're like, oh my God. By the yeah. time you've proofed the, all the songs, proofed the yeah. art, paid for all the copies, yeah. it comes and you're it better fucking be right. Yeah. Or <laughs> like a book. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ. By the, the time that book comes out, forever. I don't even want to open it, but it's yeah. comes out. I mean, after like the first draft, okay, three months later, second draft, four months later. I mean, final draft means nothing. Final draft means nothing. nothing. And then like, there's so much work over such an extended period of time. The whole process, which I've dreamed about since I was a little kid, is totally demystified. And it's so, it's still wonderful, obviously, but like, it's just not, it's not just what you think. It's like one day I'm like with a quill at a window, and the next day I'm like in Barnes and Noble. It's like not the case. Yeah, it's like, oh, Jimmy Rowling started writing Harry Potter on a, on a napkin at a coffee shop. <laughs> That was me sitting in my house with a computer like, oh, God. <laughs> that was me with a 23-year-old girl with a Glock pointed at my head. It's like, right, you stupid bitch. You know, <laughs> certain things like today, taking some photos in Wembley, it's like 10,000 seats. That's fucking, like, that's crazy. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago we were lip syncing for, you know, 110 people who didn't care. Yes. So walking out at a Wednesday night for zero people See, and, and, and still and doing the bucks. number. Yeah. Not even 40. Performing for yeah. no one is a very real feeling. Being yeah. a drag and having the show first, having the bar come back and go, hey, since there's not enough people here, we can't pay you guys to do the show. And you just go home and drive without working with someone. Yeah. And then you try to suck a little dick on the way home and ain't nobody out there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's cool, but we are both 15 years into our industry. Like you yeah. started in any industry at 18. Yeah. We've quote unquote, not that I believe in. I'm not, I don't believe everybody has to pay their dues or suffer. Like there's a lot of people who are like, no, don't forgive student loan debt. Cause I had to pay for my student loans. It's like, girl, fuck you. Like nobody, you don't have to pay your dues or suffer, but we've certainly done that. If I forgive my dad, you can forgive student loans. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the quote yeah. of the episode. Yeah. That's the t-shirt. That's the next Trixie Mattel t-shirt. Surely. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. You got my number, baby. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, amazing. Well, as we start to wind down here, obviously there's so much going on. You two are constantly busy with everything, but you've got this tour, the book coming out, you're both working on music. Can you just tell us what to expect for the rest of the year? Plug anything we might have missed. Please just let the people know. I'm getting my tubes tied tonight. Tonight? No more condoms. Well, we're uh-huh. in the middle of season seven of uh-huh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Our hit series. Yeah. Um Trixie Motel starts on June, June 3rd on Discovery Plus. We're yep. both in it. Yeah. Uh our Substack is a weekly newsletter you can check out. Yeah. Um, we've got a podcast, The Bald and the Beautiful, that comes out every other week. It must um, be doing very well. It's doing very well. Yes, yeah. people love to buy ads from us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we do ads for 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 diabetes. Anything. If you're selling it, yeah. we'll talk about it. If you want to know more about pendulum glucose control, then um, you, you listen. <laughs> you want me to earnestly ask you what's getting in the way of your happiness yeah. on the pod? Yeah. If you want me to tell you how you can save 20% off a custom suit at Indochino, 
not like your normal credit union. I think we're going to have to, yeah, we're going to have to bleep this out because it's free advertising <laughs> now on our podcast. Yeah, you've, yeah, this is unbelievable. But yeah, this has been this has been fantastic. It's been a dream come true. Um, I've enjoyed this very much. I've been surprisingly quiet during this one because I've been laughing so much. So um, yeah, this has been awesome. And yeah, good luck with everything. And yeah, hopefully we get to see you in um, November and December. That'll be fantastic. Thank you, guys. Stop then. that was the fantastic trixie mattel and katya on sapping podcast i don't know how we've got to 201 episodes how we've now infiltrated the world the drag world Mm. to get these drag legends on i had a fucking great time particularly enjoyed the bit where um early on they asked if me and you might or uh, a couple slash um, gay ourselves. Yeah. So the thing is, the the, the people uh, are helping to sort this interview out, and who was running press for for this tour, um, told us afterwards that we confused both Trixie and Katya because they thought we were a couple um, somehow, which is <laughs> interesting. Which is a new new um, conspiracy theory <laughs> people could dive into, but. Um, Love it, love it. Yeah, <laughs> we need to confirm it. No denying. <laughs> Just leave her as that, innit? Let the people wonder. Yeah. Oh, someone's gonna write fan fiction though, innit? Oh, they're not. They're not. It's gonna be fan violent fiction, <laughs> if anything, innit? It's not gonna be. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Listen, listen. If you're thinking about writing fan fiction about me and Morgan, literally step back, right, and take a fucking good hard look at yourself, because <laughs> nobody wants to read about us two mingers rubbing our bits together uh, oh do they no they don't they don't but if you do <laughs> check out patreon.com forward slash happening where me and morgan often post nudes we never post nudes we guarantee we guarantee there will be naked photos on our patreon not a guarantee but yes what a great fucking chat with these two absolute legends i hope we get to see them in the flesh i hope we get to do more with them because this was funny crude informative insightful and inspiring yeah so yeah they were awesome and i'm just absolutely loving it that we're getting to talk to more drag superstars on this something i wanted us to do for quite a while and in the last just few months we've had not only Trixie and katia but bianca del rio in episode 173 so if you haven't checked that out please do it's a another great laugh and as sean said you can expect a lot of hilarity and outrageous stage show presence when Trixie and Katya debut their live show in the UK together for the first time this November. They're starting with Wembley Arena on November 5th, having heading to a lot of places across the UK, including Glasgow, Birmingham, Portsmouth, Cardiff, Blackpool, Leeds, Manchester, Hull, Newcastle, and then a trip to Ireland, Dublin as well. Tickets are available now via their website trixieandkatia.com and if you have any ideas on other drag superstars you'd like us to talk to in the future, let us know at Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, I would like that very much because uh, we are yet to meet a drag superstar who isn't fucking hilarious. Imagine meeting one that was boring as fuck. Like, full outfit, <laughs> done up, like, overly co- ov- overly comedic makeup, and they're just like, yeah, this is 
All right, yeah, I've been doing this for a while. Uh, but yeah, uh, it'd be crap, wouldn't it? But yes, we've had a fucking great time so far. So please suggest at Sapling Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and maybe TikTok if you want. It's pointless going to TikTok, but we've got one. Who would you like on next, Morg, from the drag world? Uh, Sasha Valore is someone I've always wanted us to talk to because I think the connection there would be would be incredible. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that can happen. Oh, mm. Nice. Well, let's hope Trixie and Katia are not enemies to them. <laughs> and now listen to this right now. <laughs> but while we're, while we're talk, uh, diving into the drag world a little bit, I think we should probably use this time to say um, sending our condolences to uh, a lot of people hurting this week with the sad news that Cherry Valentine, Drag Race star from UK Season 2, sadly passed away. That's being uh, in the news a lot. So just wanted to send some positive vibes out to everyone and their family and just... Uh, making sure everyone looks after each other in these dark times in the world and hope everyone's doing okay. But uh, with all that said, of course, if you head over to the description of this episode, there's loads of names there that we need to thank each and every week. And Sean's going to give a massive shout out to the elite members of our Sapling Podcast Patreon community. Those are the people on the top tiers. And remember, if you sign up, there's loads of extra content on there and you get included into our wonderful community. Yes, I sent a lot of videos out today to our Patreons. But yes, check out, please check out our Patreon. I know it's fucking hard times for everybody at the moment. I didn't mean to quote Paramore there. Paramore have got an album coming out soon. It's all linked in my head. Look, it's natural. <laughs> it's natural to be pissing this information out. Like, um, But yes, uh, check out patreon.com for what's happening, like you said. Big thanks to these people. Thank you very much, Kylie Wheeler who messaged me saying, I can't believe Morgan got my name wrong last week instantly. Oh, it was the pressure. It was, uh, that's another Paramore song. Uh, I didn't mean to do that either, but it was the pressure. I'm not into you. (laughs) Anyway, this business, I don't even need to finish that one, do I? I don't even, it's making me, what's it making me? Of course it's making me miserable. Anyway, thank you very much. Mayumi Liwaway. Paul, thanks for 201 episodes and 201 challenging wanks, Hirschfield. No worries, Paul. Fucking clean it up, Paul. That's what we want to do. It's making a hell of a mess on the carpet. Thank you very much, Mitch Perry, Tony Michael. Dill Snuggle Puddle offers open. Snuggle Puddle offers open because Bill's dope. That sounds sexy. Snuggle Puddle. Is that what, is that what the kids are calling? I'm no, I've never heard that before. It sounds like a toy, Coitus. but I don't want to. New Snuggle Puddle. <laughs> Oh, love, let's make a snuggle puddle. Oh, that sounds fucking gross. Thank you very much to Steve's daughter, Kelly Irwin. Thank you very much, Natasha Morris, Nathan Croshaw, Emma Barber. Um, Somebody's written something here in a foreign language that I don't even know what the symbols mean, so I can't even... The number 200's in it, so I'm guessing it's something like congratulations on 200 episodes... And then it's fucking, I can't even, I don't know what that says. Thank you very much. Kat Besson, Dana Lasnava, Jenny Robson, Murray Grimwood, Scott Jones, who's gone for Hongera Kwa Kufikia Hatuahi Vijana. Hmm. I wonder what the last word meant. <laughs> Vijana? No, Vijana. Vijana. Hmm. I wonder. I'm not going to look it up. Scott, DM me and tell me. Thank you very much. Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Tom Owen, Stuart McNaught. M.M. Roberts, Stephen Aston, Caroline Robertson, Kate Patek, Martina McManus, Carl Pendlebury, Louis Cook, Danny Eaton, James McNaught, Kelly Cannon, Jenny Munster, Nisnam Sto, Ovo Gavora, Ali Nesto Oko, 
Dvjestovniak episode. I've told the word episode at the end of that. <laughs> I have no idea what it means, but thank you very much. I hope. If, like, listen, if you, if I've just destroyed your mother tongue, apologies, right? I don't know what languages these are, so I'm guessing, right? I'm keeping it in my same accent. Also, if I've said something, right, that is terrible, I promise you, I don't know what any of these say. So please blame the people who are writing them. Bastards. Thank you very much. Emily Perry, Jason Aredia, John and Emma, Kalila Keen, Adam King of the Goth Parslow. Ollie, on Wednesdays We Wear Black would have read my name last week, Amesbury. Oh. No, they wouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, there's only one way to sort it out, isn't it? It's two on two now, so let's have a fight to the death. Which is f- fair enough, equality and all that, it? Anyway, thank you, Josh. Everybody knows that Albin, Albert Einstein was a genius, but it is, his brother Frank was a real monster, crisp. Yep. Thank you very much, Alice Wood, Gary White, Reese Bowring, Kate Stevenson, Kyle, sorry for the cut-off, David Smith. That's in reference to his name last week. Thank you very much, Connelly Wins and family. And last, by no means least, Katrina Robinson. Thank you very much. We love every single person in the Patreon. Honestly, it helps us continue making these episodes each and every week. So thank you so much to everyone there for supporting us, anyone who's gotten this far, anyone who's listening. And we'll be back next week and every Friday with a very special guest and insightful conversations. And next week is definitely one we learn a lot about different aspects of the music industry. So if that has any interest to you, hit subscribe every listen to this podcast and come back next week. Yes, what he said in it. Anyway, <laughs> Sapnin! Sapnin! <laughs> I don't know, you fucking said it all, didn't you? So, no one else was going to fucking say it. Yeah, I, I concur what he said. Fucking concurring in! <laughs> You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much. <laughs>